Yeah, come on now. Hey guys. It's just a pineapple. Hey, what's going on guys? Here at the Swamp. Get ready to beat LSU. Y'all tune in to Rule Number One Podcast on Monday. Yeah. Woo! We're Welcome back. back in, guys. Again, another week, partner. Oh yeah, we've been yep. uh, we've been putting out episodes left and right this week, or recording them. Yeah, um, and so we're trying to get ready for this uh, Thanksgiving break and the holiday season, and trying to bang them out a little bit. Yeah, man, we uh, we've got a cool one tonight. I think that you know a lot of people don't know a lot about this industry or these kinds of people, but um, I think she will be a cool kind of guest star, partner. Yeah, and you know we kind of explain this every time. We uh we want to have people on in all walks of life. Um, it's not just a sports thing. Obviously, we relate really well uh well to athletes. Um, but we want to kind of get everybody's perspective uh, from around the world. So today we have Tori Hughes. She is a flight attendant with JetBlue. Welcome in, Tori. Hi. Hey, Tori. Hey guys, how are you? I'm good. We're good. Living the dream. Just yeah, another day, another dollar. Another episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tori, it's kind of cool. You know, a lot of people don't know a lot about flight attendants. Um, and you gave us this kind of cool, unique opportunity to get a peek at the life of a real flight attendant. And I know I'm pretty curious about it because, you know, I don't really, I've never even been on a plane, dude. Really? Never. <gasps> I've never no even, way. yes, I've never even been past like the welcome doors on airport. I've never even, yeah. Dude, I have to take you. I have to take you somewhere then. <laughs> yeah. I, I grew. I grew up. Uh, we would do one big vacation um, around Christmas time every year. So, I mean, I grew up. You know, hopping on planes. I never think about it. But I will say, my my anxiety whenever we land, it goes through the roof. Yeah. Like it's not taking off. Taking off is like a roller coaster. When I land, it's like ooh, my heart's pumping crazy. But man. You know, it takes a special kind of person to be a flight attendant. So, Tori, we kind of ask our guests this question off the top of the episode. Um, what's your number one rule to live by? Okay, my number one rule to live by, kind of corny, so don't judge me. But And it's kind of like basic, but it has a deep meaning, I feel like. Honestly, just do it. Like, that's my number one rule. Like, just do it. Whether it's something little, it's something big, like, whether you do it, you hate it, or you do it and you fail, you'll learn something. You'll maybe discover something else out of it or something, or you might find you love it and be glad that you actually did it. And I feel like it could go towards a lot of things, simple things, big things. Kind of went with like me being a flight attendant. I've always thought of it, but I never actually like tried to do it. And then I just did it. And now like, here I am. Like, so you never, I feel like you never know what will happen if you just do it but just do it like if that makes sense yeah i love that it uh, brings me back to the yeah. old uh, nike slogan yeah i know <laughs> you should have yeah, a... i know that's why i was like it's kind of corny but like and i know it's kind of like with nike but like i don't know i just that's how i feel i like it and you know it's simple sweet just do it oh yeah 100 percent. and i feel like a lot of times in like life yeah um you know, whenever you do just do it, nine times out of ten, it turns out, like, in your favor. And you're like, wow, I'm really happy I, you know, got the courage to actually just <laughs> jump to do it. Uh, um, I it's that. more like, it's like, just do it, just did it. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I, I like it. That. Pretty simple and sweet, Tori. So, yeah. <laughs> we, we do want to talk about, um, obviously, you're a flight attendant. How How did this journey come? How did you just do it? So um, basically when I was in middle school, I had a mentor and she left to be a flight attendant and she would always tell me about all her cool stories. And I'm like, wow, that kind of sounds cool. 
didn't know what I wanted to do in my future. So it was an idea kind of since like I was in middle school, 16, it started getting serious. When I turned 20, I started applying to airlines, got denied from every single air- airline. I don't know if it was maybe because my experience, like, you know, I was didn't have a lot of jobs or anything, prior experience and like hospitality. That's what they kind of look for. And then one day my uncle was like, hey, what happened to like your dream of being a flight attendant? Because it was always like kind of that dream, but not that dream that I would ever like thought I'd just do it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I forgot about that. I started going to UCF for event planning. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I should just apply and see what happens. So I applied to a couple airlines and got an interview with JetBlue, did the video interview. And then I got a face-to-face interview and got a job offer the same day as my face-to-face. But kind of like with airlines, it's weird when they offer you the job. It's not like, okay, you start like in two weeks. It's a contention job offer. So it's like called CJO. And you have to pass all of training, all of the background. We go through fingerprints, drug tests, background check, and then we have like training. And then if you complete training and graduate is what they call it, then you become a flight attendant. So yeah, yeah I didn't even think about that. All the uh, the regulations that you'll probably have to pass um, being a flight attendant, especially since the whole nine eleven deal that happened, and that didn't even that's click true. with me until you said yeah, that. that. That's pretty rigorous. That's a rigorous course yeah. right there. It's and a lot of people like in my class, um, they do the classes by numbers. So I was 18, 22 for JetBlue. 18 is just the number of classes that they've had. And then 22 because it's 2022. And there was a lot of people that dropped a lot of people that would fail because we would have these tests. Um, We had 12 like exams. And um, if you failed more than two, then you were out. If you and then we had like practicals, I guess in a way you can compare it to clinicals for nursing or like, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So we would have to actually perform like op- like opening the door and like arming and disarming the door where like, you know, the safety stuff. And if we failed that, then you were also out like it's crazy. Like it's almost like though at any moment your dream could be taken away from you. Like I was 24 seven studying all of like everything security the planes i had to learn all of the planes and like where everything was and all of that kind of stuff and i was up to like you know in class because we had classes too so in training you go to class and you sit there um and it's like a lecture kind of like a college and then you'll either go practice doing that stuff or whatever like door operations or like we learned CPR and like we had to learn a lot of medical stuff. I learned how to put out fires if there's ever a fire on the plane, how to what to do, how to put that out or like stuff like that. What happens if somebody's like having, you know, can't is getting nauseous or like has a medical issue? Like, what do we do then? And all of that kind of stuff and the security of letting the pilots come out and take a break because, you know, no one's allowed to be in the flight deck. So all of that kind of stuff. There's so much that goes into it and you learn it in just five short weeks. So it's like 24 seven stayed up all night, studied, studied, studied. And thankfully I passed. <laughs> man, dude, that's, that's awesome. insane. Yeah, yeah, man. that That's awesome. Congratulations we, on that. By the way, that's like a huge you. accomplishment. I, I honestly, like if somebody was to say like, what, it, what are you most proud of? Like what's one of your biggest accomplishments? It's definitely like, becoming a flight attendant because it's five weeks and you learn so much in such a short time. And like another big thing that we learned is like evacuations, whether it's planned. So do we have time to like brief everyone and tell everyone, Hey, look like this plane's about to go down. Here's what we all have to do. Or like if it's an emergency evacuation, 
well, is it in water? Is it in land? What are the different commands? What are the different procedures? Like you learn all of that in just five short weeks. Man. Yeah, that's so crazy because like you think about it and you're like, oh yeah, I'm just, you know, hopping on my flight and going to wherever. But like whenever you actually think about the big picture, like those are your lifelines. And so you're in the air, there's no hospital or whatever, like up there, if something happens. And so I never even thought about it. It's basically y'all are the nurses. A for, true trained professional. Yeah. We, I say like, cause we, we even have like restraint cups. Like if somebody's like acting totally crazy and like, we have to like restrain them. I have like restraint cups. I can't say it in my suitcase that I carry with me every day. So like I say, like, I'm a cop, I'm a firefighter, I'm a nurse, like all in the yeah. air. Cause like we're trained to do all of that. If you know, something happens, you know, she said that like they were strange. You know, the only thing that it reminded <laughs> me of was the Wolf of wall street movie. Like when, uh, when they're going on their business meeting overseas and he's got, you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking yeah. about. But as soon as you said that, I was like, where is Brian going? Yeah. Man, that's crazy. The thing that can actually do that. Yeah. Yeah. No. We have this fun fact. I think, I don't know if this is with all airlines, but I know with JetBlue, we have this thing called a yellow ticket. And it basically is like, we hand it to people. Like if we see smoking on the plane, like a vape, we hand them the yellow ticket right away. Um, if somebody's like too drunk and they're acting crazy or somebody's bothering another customer like out of control, we basically hand them the yellow ticket and it's saying like there will be a police officer that will meet you at the gate when we land and like legal actions can be done like or you can be fined and basically like we let the pilots know, hey, this is happening. Sometimes like the pilots say if there's an issue, we'll come out, we'll try to deal with it. But if not, then we basically just hand them the yellow ticket and there'll be a cop waiting for them. That's how crazy. many how many yellow tickets have you handed out? I have handed out zero, but my friend just handed out one last week because somebody was smoking in the bathroom. And we, we get alerted if there's smoke in the bathroom. So anybody that does that kind of stuff, like, just do not smoke <laughs> on planes. <laughs> like, hey, they, they got ops in the sky, son. That's crazy. <laughs> like, people, like, really think, like, oh, I can get away with it in the bathroom. Like, the bathroom is the worst place to do it. Um, but anyways, the, like, a little light will go on and we get notified. But um, he handed somebody one because they were smoking in the bathroom uh, last week. Dang. Man, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, I know. That's, that's insane that they have the power to be like, hey, you're getting arrested here. So hey, like, but, but, like, the thing is, it's not promised, but it's, like, more than likely like hey there's gonna be a cop that's gonna come talk to you like whenever we land like so be ready like something could happen yeah because we can't arrest anyone but obviously they can that's crazy that's like so speaking of like the cop situations i know um they have marshals yeah a lot of times on airplanes do you have you and they're most of the time undercover yeah, that's aren't supposed they? to, they're supposed to be undercover like lay low or she can they, probably yeah, explain so it like, better but um, yeah, no one's supposed to know about them. It's like super like secure or whatever, but we know about them. And um, if there was ever like an issue, like we have a way to like get their attention without like, you know, blowing their cover, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. So we there's like a whole big like security thing that we do like and they're on and I'm, I mean, normally they're just chilling, but do you know yeah, what they, they do come on, but they're not on every flight. I will say that. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but I said that. Do you know a famous case made that a thing? Like, made U.S. Marshals a thing on planes? Like, mm -mm. the D.B. Cooper case. I bet she knows about it. 
No, I no, the DB Cooper yeah. case. It's like no. way back in the eighties. This guy. So he came. We got on this plane under this alias DB Cooper, right? And they get up to mid-flight. It's up in the northwest, like Oregon area. And they're mid-flight, whatever, going normal. And he calls a flight attendant over. And he gives her a note. It's like, oh, and she takes it up. She reads it. And on the note, it's like, he has bombs on the plane. And he pretty much asked for a ransom. But long story short, they landed at the local airport. Took back off, right? He got his ransom money, took back off. The flight attendant crew and everybody got off at the airport, which is him and the pilots. They were heading towards, I think, I believe Vegas or Reno. And the pilot said the emergency hatch from the back door opened, like where the stairs are. And this is like a big old jet. Like this isn't like yeah. a... Um, and he jumped. He asked for a parachute and money at the airport, got the money and parachute and jumped. It's the only like unsolved hijacking in U.S. Flight history. Oh, so he got away. Yeah. No. Well, I. The thing is, nobody's ever found him. They have found money, like from the jump, like along the river and stuff. Nobody's ever found him. Um. And there's a. You, you got to look it up. It, there's people obsessed like that live for this. Yeah, that's wild. I was gonna say I'm gonna look this up. I never. I never heard of that. DB Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. Now you. Uh, now Tori has kind of a conversation starter with some of her flight attendant friends. Yeah, I'm gonna be like, hey, did you know about that? That yeah, that's, yeah, that's super dude, interesting. Yeah, I, so that's not like a movie or anything. This no, is like I, a real yeah. Event. This is a, this is documented. Like they send in people to investigate it. The FBI investigated it. Wow. They closed the case not that too long you. ago because they just they couldn't figure it out, and they figured uh, the guy'd be dead by now who did it. So like, there's no use. How much did he get? That was uh, a good movie. I don't, oh, great movie. I don't remember. He, he literally brought it to life. I don't remember how much money he got or asked for, but I know it was equivalent to like today's money for like around a million dollars. I can't remember what the number was back then, but I think it was around a million dollars today's money. Well, speaking, speaking, that's super cool, yeah. but I did want to bring up, um, back in like the, I want to say like 60s, it was like very popular to, for like females to become flight attendants. And I feel like nowadays it's kind of not necessarily like, uh, you don't hear about it every yeah. day. And so can, like, what made you want to, I mean, obviously was it like a movie that you've seen back then or like what made you want to be a flight attendant? I know you said you just always wanted to be, but was there any like kind of spur of the moment kind of thing? Um, honestly, kind of just not really like, like I said, my mentor, who's somebody like I still like from, like I said, from middle school, we are still in contact, which is crazy. But she just really inspired me with like all her like crazy stories. And I just thought like how, who can say like, I was in Florida earlier today and now I'm back in Jersey. Like That's some people yeah. drive cars to work, but like I took a flight to Florida and then I just came back here. Like, I just think the thrill of it and like kind of the unknown and unexpected and where it can take me type thing mm -hmm. and i'm young i'm single i don't have a family i don't have well like you know my family but i'm not married i don't have kids so there's nothing holding me to one spot right now so i figured now is the perfect time to do oh, it yeah 100 percent. tori how many how many flights a day do you normally do so normally it's just two um out of my airport i'm based in newark in new jersey uh newark international airport but um, basically, we do like somewhere and back. But sometimes if we have a layover, it could be a two day, three day. There's sometimes four day ones. You could do up to three flights in one day. And that is completely exhausting. I, oh, I hate that. But 
It's a lot. Yeah, like one day I saw over 600 people oh in like goodness. one day. That's insane. Interacted with over 600 people. So is there like a night shift in a way, a night and a day shift in terms of flights? Or is it kind of like, well, you go there and you come back and that's whenever we get back? Or do you have um, like, like a preference? Uh, this might anything? be a little hard to explain, but basically like there's reserves and there's line holders. And so um, reserves are the people who are on call. They're always like ready to go type, I guess you could say. And then there's line holders and they know their month schedule. They know where they're going, when they're going, who they're going with. And then the reserves, they're just on call. They have X amount of days of the month they're on call. It could be a.m. shift. It could be p.m. So mine are usually 2 a.m. to 2 p.m. I'll be on call. So they can call me at any point between 2 a.m. And 2 p.m., 1.59 on the dot, they could say, hey, you're going to Tampa today and back. Or, hey, you're going to Cancun and you're going to stay in Cancun and then you're going to work this flight, this flight, and that flight tomorrow and then you'll be back. And so that's – I kind of like the reserve life because yeah, you so never cool. know. Yeah. But when you get that 3 a.m. call, oh, you're like, oh, I hate this. Yeah. <laughs> like woken up mid-sleep like – hey, you're going to Orlando today. I'm like, okay, great, thanks. Like, do I have time to go back to sleep? Do you uh, do you get on any international flights or is it just pretty much with the 50 states? Uh, so JetBlue, we do a lot of domestic, but um, we go to London and we go to London and we go to the islands. So I've done like Cancun, uh, St. Martin, like those types of places. Mm -hmm. We do Jamaica. And then we actually just announced yesterday that we're going to start flying to Paris in summer oh, of 2023. So we're starting to like open up like the European side of things, mm, but it's, cool. it's going to take a little while. But yeah, so we do a lot of the islands and then London and we're just opening up Paris next year. Man, like do you have, I have like you get told where you're going, right? Um, do you ever have like the opportunity to be like, Hey, Tori, you're working today. Like you either get this flight that's going here or you get this flight that's going here. No, it's always just assigned. Nope. It's like, Hey, is this Tori? Yeah. Okay. You're going here at this time and it's either you go or you don't go and they have like a point system. So like if you miss a call, like I missed a call two weeks ago now, my phone randomly turned off one night and I missed the call, so I was a no-call, no-show. And so you get, like, points, and then if you get X amount of points, that's when you're kind of like, okay, like, you're fired. Man. Rigorous. Yeah. yeah, very rigorous. That's like cutthroat. Really cutthroat. Yeah, but you don't get a choice. Line holders, they kind of get a choice because we, like, put in for our schedule every month, and then we get a month's worth of schedule. So they can kind of say, like, oh, there's a, like, Las Vegas layover. I want that. So we, like, bid for that. You could bid for that, and whether you'll get it or not, it depends on scheduling, but the line holders have more power and they have more seniority. I'm still like very new. So I'm still a baby yet. Yeah. How long have you been doing this now? Uh, six months, almost seven months now. Okay. Yeah, that's that's no, yeah. I mean, no. six months, how many, how many like days of the month do you say you work? How many like days off, um, I guess? We have 12 days off as a reserve. Oh, okay. But a like month. line holders, line holders can meet all of their hours because we're guaranteed 75 hours because like I won't work 75 hours as a reserve, but I'm on call, but I don't get paid for those hours just 
75 guaranteed a month. And then if I go over that, they'll obviously pay me that. But like line holders can make seven, like make their 75 hours in three layovers, like with all the trips that they do. Huh. If that does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's pretty yeah. cool. I so, didn't know I mean, all this went into this. Yeah, there's there's so much like I'm learning here. Yeah. There's also a big thing that a lot of people don't know that I love to share for anybody who travels. We do not get paid while you board and we do not get paid while you deplane. We get paid once the doors close and then when they open, our pay stops. Mm. Huh. Those are two worst parts. Yeah. <laughs> and the most stressful and the most stressful parts. They are so stressful. And I'm like, why am I not getting paid for this? And like if you've ever been on a flight and you're like, why are the flight attendants so mean? Like when you're boarding, they're not getting paid. They're not getting paid. So they're probably just like, I'm not getting paid for this. So sit down and shut up. Shut up. Everybody. Get in your seat. And when exactly. the doors close. Like, what seat are you in? Let's go. Like get these doors closed. And put on your seatbelt whenever the seatbelt sign is above your head. Yeah. I'm going to have such a like high respect for like the flight attendants or whoever my first flight is. I'll be like, look, I know a colleague of yours and I have the utmost respect for you. You trained yeah, for hard her. for that position. I, got, I know a colleague of yours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, man. we're basically there, though, for everyone's safety. Like, that's really our only, like, our main purpose. Yeah, we serve drinks. Yeah, we serve snacks. But, like, our main purpose is your safety because you would not know what to do if a plane was crashing. Or you would not know what to do if there was, like, a fire, like, technically, because mm-hmm. it's a plane. So that's what we're there for. We're there for your safety. I know what I do. Either of those things, I'd pray. I'm like, yo. No, I'm gonna try to like make a makeshift uh, parachute, <laughs> jump out of that thing, and be like, oh, I'll hit water sometime. I can swim. <laughs> Just hope for the best. Some like, Looney Tunes stuff. Hey, I, so I always say that about the parachutes. I'm like, why do we not have parachutes? <laughs> I heard this, and you don't have to comment on this because I don't know how it would affect your job if you don't want to. Um, <laughs> Okay. But I heard this uh, conspiracy theory where whenever you're on a plane and they tell you to like lean forward and tuck your head, um, like if the plane's going down, or is that not true? Yeah. So like if we, so we have like, it's called brace position. We mm-hmm. have a certain one in our seats because our seatbelts are different. Our seatbelts go like over our, like this way, not just around our waist, like mm-hmm. you're like the passenger's. But um, there is, like, a brace position, and it's supposed to, like, help with, like, the impact if, like, it was to crash. See, that's what I heard but about. But I know, I know the conspiracy you're thinking about. It's, like, supposedly, like, it's worse for them, and it, like, could be a lawsuit. Is that what you're talking about? Well, yeah. So I heard um, that the conspiracy theory is whenever they tell you um, to get in this position, that whenever on the impact oh, the it's supposed to snap your neck yeah. and so whenever on impact you're dead and you're not living with life like altering inter- uh, injuries and could sue the uh plane company that's just a conspiracy theory i was curious about it you don't necessarily have to comment on it if you don't huh. you know some insider trading information but. i mean i don't know if it would really snap your neck I hope I never find out. Yeah, no. I, was but, just, um, <laughs> I hope I never find out either. Me neither. But I heard yeah, that. I just I mean, heard that that's story. That's a pretty grim conspiracy yeah. theory, though. It's supposed to, like, save I the airlines. Huh. Is what I've been, you know. So they don't get sued. Yeah, so they don't get sued. Because, I mean, if you're walking around with, you know, 
no legs, you're yeah. probably going to well, see Well, I don't think you're walking around with no legs. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> um, we're going to no, that. No, that one's going. That one, we're riding with that one. Uh, but no, I think it's pretty cool, the lifestyle that you live, Tori. I mean, I'm, I think it's how many towns do you say you go to a year? How many different cities? I've only been doing it for six months. Well, yeah, six uh, months. Sorry. Every month. Um. So it's with the reserve life. You never know. Um. Like last month, I just did a trip to Orlando and back, and that was all I worked the whole month. And then another month, I had you know Tampa, like two Tampa layovers and Orlando layover. I went to Richmond, like Virginia. Like I went to all these places. Yes. So it really just depends. So whenever you're, when you had these layovers and like time off in between flights, like what, what are you doing? Um, like, are you just hanging out in the hotel? You using some meal vouchers, you know, you hit a casino, like. <laughs> I would first, my question, what's a meal voucher? Um, no, um, we don't get those sadly, but we do really? get per DM. Oh, okay. yeah, well, that, there no. you go. Per DM. That don't, I mean, um, no. but it's. It's like three dollars. It's not great. Um, sorry, JetBlue. <laughs> Wait, you get three dollars uh, for per diem? It's like three, like three dollars an hour. Three. Oh, an oh, hour. Okay. I thought you were saying like three dollars yeah. a day, and I said, well, "What are you going to no, buy oh with three dollars?" I would cry. <laughs> You're getting a pack of gum. It's that. No, yeah, but, not um, in an airport. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not. Uh, so I had a tamp. I had a couple of Tampa layovers, which is kind of like everyone's like oh you're going back home but i loved it because i was able to see family or friends and i went down to like the river walk and kind of went out got a couple drinks and whatnot i had a boston layover not too long ago but i got there so late and i was just so tired that i couldn't like i didn't want to go out and it was so cold um i had a santo domingo um in dr layover but we got there at 2 a.m that's cool and so there was oh it'd be popping over there at 2 a.m (laughs) though I was scared to go out of the hotel too, but like, I don't know, some layovers are quick. They're kind of like considered short stay. So it's just the amount of hours for you to technically rest like legally. And then there's other ones. Like I know next month we have a lot of like Vegas uh, layovers that are 24 hours, Nashville that are 24 hours, LA that's 24 hours. So fingers crossed I get one of those and I can go explore, but it just depends you know- I guess, on how long you're there. You uh, you say explore, don't you? You have a YouTube page, right? That you vlog. I literally was about to say the yeah, same thing. You have right. I do. I'm not very consistent on it, but I do. Oh yeah, well, yeah. That was that was one thing because I think Tori and I have followed each other off and on through on Instagram since high school or whatever and so i saw that she was a flight attendant i was like this would be great to have her on but i always saw things that you were posting on youtube like since we were like 14 15 years old oh it's been that long oh my gosh yeah i started i think when i was 13 14 yeah yeah like she's been like working on it for a while 10 years how many how many subscribers i did a like six hundred something no, uh, nothing crazy but, i did a lot of videos on sorry, no, no 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 you're fine go ahead oh, i was gonna say i did like a couple videos on my jaw surgery because i got jaw surgery back in 2019 so i kind of used that as an outlet because when i was about to get the surgery i was like googling like videos or stuff like mm-hmm. that just people talking about their experience so i did a lot of that and then i was hoping to do vlogs of like flight attendant stuff but 
haven't really gone anywhere or anywhere exciting. So well, you, once I get those exciting trips, I definitely want to start filming again. Well, you got to think also like you're from Florida and everything. Yeah. So you don't think too much of Tampa, but I mean, I'm sure that would be a big niche. Like I would definitely look like if it popped up on my TikTok or YouTube or whatever about like different places around the world with flight attendant, I feel like that'd be I super cool. have a problem here with her answer. She said, I've been nowhere exciting. I was in Boston. I was in Santa Domingo. I was in yeah, Tampa. Those, like, those were from exciting here, places. Those are very exciting places. I I know. I think I just, I I downplay it because I know there's better trips out there. I'm just not getting them yet. But I'm also new again. It goes, Seniority is everything in this industry. Absolutely everything. So the people who have more seniority, they get the better trips. They get those Vegas like layovers. They get, you know, all the fun stuff. So honestly, I just had to put my time in and just take those crappy little to Tampa and back or to Orlando and back. Like yesterday, I went to Tampa and back. Today, I went to Orlando and back. Tomorrow, I'm going to West Palm Beach and back. Like those are kind of like the crappier trips. And so I just got to put that time in to get those nice little layovers. So if we ever want to, uh, how close is uh, Newark to New York City? Isn't that like three hours? Uh, maybe like an hour and 30 Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, I was about to say, so if we ever go to uh, the Big Apple, you can fly into uh, New York, Newark, because I flew in there before. I know, um, we might even have Tori as a flight You've been to Newark? Yeah, I've been several times. My uncle used to live uh, like 30 minutes outside of the New York City. Really? Yeah, yeah, very, very busy. Oh, airport. I hate, hmm. I hate that airport. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not the best. But. I had no idea. <laughs> that. I thought he lived out in Texas this whole time. Well, so he lived in New Jersey there for a time, and then he moved out to Fort Worth, like, I think a year ago. But anyways. I think I think that would be my first flight. Somewhere. Out Texas? Probably out Austin, Dallas. That would be cool. I think it's it a short cool. enough flight where I won't get, you know, sketched out by it, but it's a good enough experience where, you know, I flew, you know. I, I feel like I have to take you. Like, I just, I have to. <laughs> I'll give you my buddy pass. I have to. So no, we we've talked we about um a couple, you know, scary experiences. You know, for instance, the guy hijacking a plane. Um, you know, my anxiety with, you know, landing. Um, what are some of the scary experiences that you've seen as a flight attendant? Like, have you seen any medical issues that have actually occurred or, you know, bad turbulence? Like tell us about. Yeah. Um, my first flight actually I had a medical it wasn't anything too crazy, thank goodness, but it was an elderly guy and he cut his arm trying to put the suitcase up and he just like would not stop bleeding, mm. like absolutely would not stop. And so I, it was so cool, but it was the right word to describe, but like my training kicked in like that, like right. my training was, it was just like training mode. And so I like did all the procedures and everything. Um, that was a little scary though. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh, if we like can't get him to stop, like what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But, um, everything was fine with that. Turbulence. Yes. Um, turbulence really bad. I've had one where we've like been like here and then just uh, like, just oh, like, free kinda, fall. Like y- yeah, you get like, that feeling you know, in like, your stomach. Uh huh. And you oh. like, kind of jump up. Yeah, I, I, at the time, one of my coworkers was in that, like in uh, the cabin, giving somebody a drink, and the drink actually like went up and spilled on the person. Like mm. it like flew out of the cup and kind of like spilled on the person because it was like one of those woo, and then we kind of drifted. 
today there was a lot of bad wind coming into Newark. And so it was a pretty scary landing. We were just a lot of like, I almost felt like he didn't have control of the back of the plane. And I was in the back. You always feel everything worse in the back. So if you are super like sick easily or anything, I'd say try to sit in the front because the back you feel it more. But today was pretty bad. And then yesterday we did all of our safety demo. We're taxiing out. We're about to take off. We get a call from the captain. We're turning like we're going back to the gate. We're having a hydraulic um, leak. And so the hydraulic fluid was leaking. And thank God they caught it before we got in the air because that would have been a really big issue because that helps us stop and that helps him steer and stuff like that. But I just say really bad turbulence to where I've had to, I've had the captain say like, crew members, take your seat. Because even us with our training, it's too bad for us to be standing. Have you like been through like any thunderstorms or any, you fly above them, right? Uh, Yeah, you normally fly above them, but getting like getting through them, sometimes you go through them too. Is that scary? And that's pretty, it's pretty scary. Like, especially when you like can see the lightning like through the window and if it's Mm. like dark and nighttime. Oh man, I'm shitting a break. (laughs) (laughs) That's wild. Yeah, not the best. But like, then it's cool because then like you get above the clouds sometimes and like you see the sun. And like the other day, it was such a stormy day everywhere and then you get above and you're seeing the sun like it's crazy to think like if cool. you just get right above the clouds everyone on the on earth like you know on the ground sees storm but i'm seeing like a beautiful sun that's oh, like it's crazy cool. yeah yeah you need to start this like vlog on the start YouTube taking page. some cool videos yeah, or something yeah i do just do it i have some. <laughs> you gotta I post just... them up you gotta flick them up <laughs> just do it <laughs> just do it you got me there um you got me there <laughs> so you know we've talked about some you know scary experiences what about i know obviously like there's you know private jets and things like that have you seen any famous people on a flight that you've recognized Actually, I have, but I didn't recognize them. So fun story. Lawrence Taylor was on one of my flights from Fort Lauderdale to Newark. And um, I didn't know who he was. And I was in the car, in the like aisle pushing the cart. And he's so big. Like, he's just such a tall, like, buff guy. His leg was in the aisle. Like, in the aisle and I hit him with the cart. And I was like, <laughs> and I was on my third, I was on my third leg of the day, like my third flight. So I was exhausted and I was like, oh, I'm sorry, sir. And then he wanted to buy something because we do like purchase items first. And he we like make an announcement, credit card only, whatever, whatever. He buys something. He's like, do you guys take cash? I'm like, I gave him so much attitude. I was like, no, we only accept card. And so he's flipping through his wallet. There's like so much cash in his wallet. And I'm like, (laughs) "Okay, this guy like thinks he's someone or he is someone. And I didn't know who he was. And then he, like, gives me, like, a hard card, like, one of those metal cards. I don't even look at the name. I just swipe it. I'm like, here you go, sir. Like, I was so rude to him. I hit him with my cart maybe three more times, like, throughout the flight. And then I had, an like, an older guy come up to me, like, in the gap, like, in our little area. And he goes, do you know who's sitting in my row? And he's, like, freaking out. I'm like, are you okay? I'm like, no. Like, who's who is it? He's like, Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor's on this flight. Like, oh, my God. Like, he's freaking out. And I'm like. Who's Lawrence Taylor? My dad would kill me. Like <laughs> my dad is, he loves Lawrence Taylor. That's the reason why my dad played football. But anyways, I was like, I'm Googling Lawrence Taylor. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, this guy's like 
a hall of famer i'm like <laughs> yeah so then i go up to so then i go back up to him and i go sir i'm so sorry like if you need anything just let me know it's a pleasure to have you on board today i was like if this guy's bothering you too much just let me know just press the call button we'll take care of it like what and i'm like all nice to him now because i'm like oh my god like there's somebody famous like on the flight like i need to be nice <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. For, for for those of y'all who don't know who Lawrence Taylor is, the movie The Blind Side was actually about him. Correct? Wait. Yeah, that's that's Lawrence Taylor. Mm-hmm. And so huh? wait, no. No. No, it's not. Lawrence Taylor's a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. No, 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 no Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Taylor's a New York Giant. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Lawrence Taylor um, was at the very beginning of The Blind Side whenever it was talking about left tackles. My fault. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my fault. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. That's you're right, like you're right. At the beginning of the movie. movie. Yeah, the beginning yeah, of the movie. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, right, yeah. you're right. Sorry, completely my fault. That wasn't true. You threw me off. I thought he played for the Bucks. No. Yeah, but they did talk about Lawrence Taylor in that movie about left tackles because huh. Lawrence Taylor was always rushing the left side. You're right. So. You're right. At the clip at the beginning of the yeah. with the Redskins. Yep. Yeah, that was him. Because they said quarterbacks are the most paid players mm-hmm. on the field, but what Second people most know, was the left tackle, right? Yeah. It was yeah. the left tackle because of Lawrence Taylor rushing the left side. Man. That's pretty cool. Any uh so do y'all still have like the first class and the like the middle class like no, it's all just one so JetBlue, we have like, it depends on what aircraft we have. I don't know how many aircrafts I should know, but I don't, but we have X amount of different aircrafts and, um, our normal one is just like, they call it even more space seats and it just has more space, like more leg room. And there's like a couple rows of that. And then on our like longer flights, so our Boston to London or our Boston to like LA or, you know, New York to LA, that area, like out West. We kind of have like a semi-first class. They're called Mint, M-I-N-T with JetBlue. And they're, they kind of like have the little recline and like the little pods. But it's it's nothing fancy like Delta or any of those fancy companies. <laughs> I've always wanted yeah. to ride in like first class. I feel like that would be so First cool. class. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That's cool. I don't, I don't know. But it was cause... cool because like. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to. I was gonna say one of my coworkers and I are we planned to fly to LA like last month we were planning to fly to LA and we were gonna fly in our, our what we consider our first class and we were gonna literally fly to LA and then take the next flight back to New Jersey because we both worked the next day or we were on call the next day we had one day off so we were gonna fly there and then fly straight back just to kind of experience like what our first class is like but unfortunately I got a call the the night we were supposed to leave that night and I got a call that morning, so I had to work, but he still went without me, which I hate. But we were supposed to go to like LA just to kind of experience like our first class. Yeah, that's so we were gonna fly there, cool. fly right back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know that. Like, yeah, because you remember like back in the eighties and nineties, it was always first class. Like it was really cool. Really, it was separated. I'm pretty sure from the rest of the plane. Oh, yeah, I've been on. Um, it is. Um, on I think it was Delta. Uh, Delta is a pretty big deal, right? With their first class. I've been on the Delta Yeah, they flight. have, like, curtains. Oh, they yeah. board separate. Really? Like, oh, yeah, you're, like, Emirates. shunned. Huh. Yeah. Emirates is a big one where, like, you board in a whole different area. I know one Emirates plane has, like, a bar in their first class, like, a walk-up bar, and you can, like, get a drink and stuff like that. Like, it's crazy. In our first class, and they, or what we consider first class, they use, like, glass instead of plastic. Like, we use plastic 
just like cups and paper cups in the cabin. But in our like mint area, they use actual glass, actual silverware. That's pretty cool. So that's kind of considered ours first class. I definitely want to take a first class ride somewhere. I just want to get on one, man. <laughs> Even if it's to fly from, you know, the Polk County Airport here to like Miami and back on a bush plane or something. I don't know. That'd be great. Yeah, I mean, it'd be cool. We gotta get you on a plane. A hundred percent. One of my one of my actual dreams is to ride in um one of the small bush planes and go out to Alaska and ride in some of those. I've done it before, but I want to do it again and get in one of those like. Four seater planes and yeah, go over all the glaciers and everything. Super cool experience. Does JetBlue offer any flights out there to Alaska? I don't think so. Uh, I would encourage you if you get I a chance think. to go. I would definitely go if they do. I, I do, or I want to take a cruise out of Alaska, and we get discounts on like cruises, hotels, and stuff like that. So once I get a nice little chunk of time off, I definitely want to do a cruise out of Alaska. That'd be very cool. So do y'all have like um, flight miles or whatever? I know some credit cards and things like that. You have like flight miles or whatever, and you can redeem them for a certain amount of things. I don't think they Yeah, so we have. Do y'all? We have a, no, but we do have a JetBlue card. And like we actually, if we, we try to sell them on the planes or like get people to like, you know, sign up for it, we get an incentive if they get approved. So like that's why too, like we kind of, push it so much because like we get money right. but um we could get the card i haven't gotten it yet because i've just been lazy but i can get it and then with JetBlue, we can like share the points between like my mom and my dad and then they that can get them lights too so oh, that's cool i think uh we can also do it i think uh like certain credit card companies do that too mm-hmm. like mastercard and yeah. visa and stuff like that well yeah I- well, I think now it's a perfect time to kind of get into that snap, snap questions. questions. <laughs> I love it. It's always good oh, for the gosh. snap questions. We get to see the true, you know, the other side of Tori, the one that's not on a plane. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's obviously, we uh, we explain this um, just about every episode, but if you're a new listener, um, snap questions are basically we're trying to get to know the real, uh, the real Tori. Um, you know, we've talked about her being a flight attendant for the first 40 minutes um and we want to know um more about her and more as uh, about a person than necessarily what who she is outside of being on a plane um so without further ado we ask this question every week if you uh, could take three people to dinner dead or alive um who would you bring and why would you bring them okay i would first bring my godmother she is no longer here and that's why i would bring her so i can sit down update her on my life and just catch up with her. She always inspired me. Um, the next person I would bring, Oh, you guys kind of got me. Um, I think it would be my (laughs) mentor again, just, I'm like so into like those deep conversations and like people, like I get inspired so easily. So like somebody could tell me something and I like run with it and I'm like, Oh my goodness, like this could be something like big. And so I think my mentor would be another one. Um, just for the same reason, I know I could have those deep conversations with her and just kind of figure out where I'm going to go in life next. And then my last one would probably be probably Mac Miller. I don't Yes. I just, I yes. Like I love he's that. Just like, I just would love to like sit down and have a conversation with him and just like get to know him and know like more about his music and 
you know, I feel like his music is just such like a vibe. And so I feel like he'd be really cool. To just it was like out. Post Malone before Post Malone came out. I think honestly. that's our second. Yeah. She's only our second guest who's a music star. Yeah. No, I love that answer. Yeah. I love the Mac Miller answer. That's pretty cool. I think you'd have love a cool Mac, conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Our next snap question for you, Tori. You know, you fly a lot. You travel a lot. And you've probably seen a lot more than me and some others have here. Where would you go live if you could go live any place in the world? Okay. I think I would live in somewhere like a, like Hilton Head, like a small little okay. like. Yeah, that's cool. South Carolina, you know, right? Yeah. Yeah, like a little somewhere like that. Or I've, I've done a little bit of research on, I think it's Asherville. I'm not, uh, it's like in one of the Carolinas. Maybe. Ash, I don't know. Asheville. 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 Yeah, yeah. North, that's North Carolina. Um, we, okay, yeah. like we actually went to Buford and Hilton Head. Oh, okay. We're playing. We, yeah, 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 Buford yeah, yeah. was up there. That's a beautiful area, by the way. I've never been. Uh, <laughs> it's really, it's really pretty. The pictures and like what I've heard about like stories of there, I'm like, I feel like it'd be really like a cute little town. It is. It's like very like traditional, old looking. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Right. Um. So yeah. Question three. Got to look at my sheets. Oh, I came with this. Um. So if you could have, you know, you having the whole. Um, sorry, I, 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 this, this idea, Brian's laughing at me. This idea for this question popped in my head. I was like, this is a great question. Um, but you having your YouTube channel and everything, if you could get sponsored by one brand, who would your brand be? You know, you have athletes that do like Jordan brand and like, there's people that do Red Bull. Like who are you, who's, what's your brand? Starbucks. No hesitation. <laughs> Absolutely no hesitation. Get you through those early morning flights. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I got to wake up at 3 a.m. tomorrow. I would love me some, like, Starbucks sponsorship. What's what's your go-to drink at Starbucks? Ooh, okay. My go-to is a double shot of espresso on ice with vanilla sweet cream cold foam on top. Dang, she nailed that like split hog, partner. (laughs) That was quick. She said that a lot of times. Starbucks, where are you at? <laughs> <laughs> please, please. I don't know. I feel like we, like, if we could get sponsored by Red Bull, that would be sick. Like, yeah. I feel like a Red Bull sponsorship would be so cool. I want a road I sponsorship. I so much Red Bull in training. Yeah. They make a nice soundboard here. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, road, uh, anchor. Anchor, anybody? anchor yeah. yeah. Helps us put on this podcast. Those are, uh, those are, road does all the sound equipment, um, and then anchors the, uh, what well, we upload, our, yeah, yeah, and make it possible, yeah, for normal people like us to podcast, yeah, to be able to get after it and meet people like to worry, yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, our next question for you, Tori, is you know, you travel a lot. I'm sure when you get tired after uh, flying all over the place, you sit down in your hotel. What is your favorite kind of movie you're going to flick on? Like, what are you going to watch? <laughs> This sounds so bad, but can I look at my phone real quick? Because I think I wrote down my favorite movie. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, that's fine. Like, you know when you know when somebody asks you, like, oh, what's your favorite, like, this? You, like, blank? Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Has I, that ever happened? 
I definitely have okay. list of like my favorite things all in my notes. Like I'll have just like certain things where it's like, yeah, these are my top five because I'll forget them. Like if like I want to watch a movie, what are some like my favorite movies? I'll have like lists of certain things or like songs for TikToks and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm a big. Can listener. I give you guys three? Yes, yeah, that's, fair. that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Okay. Luca, it's on Disney Plus. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a newer one. It's a newer one. Yeah, I was about to say I haven't seen that one. <laughs> it's. Uh, it's so good. I watched it with my nephew, like, whenever he was first born, like, every day. Um, It's, like, an Italian movie. Super cute. Aladdin. Yeah, classic. Down Aladdin. Classic. And probably Remember the Titans. Ooh, that's a good that's one. Solid. That is that's a good solid. one. That's a good one. Yeah. I like Remember the Titans. Yeah, those are my, my three. Big Disney fan. Jasmine's a babe. Yeah. Jasmine's yeah. a good <laughs> Like, if I had to pick one Disney princess, it's 100% Jasmine. Oh, man. You're a nut. You're a nut. What, what, what's your top three, Brian? Movies. Oh, movies. You put me on the spot. I, you know, I love to laugh. I really do. Um, Live, laugh, love? I think I have... Me and my dad watch the Hangover series all the time. And I think that's... <laughs> I watched the first one. I love the first Hangover movie. I think it's one of my favorite ones. Um, if I'm going to go on a more serious note, The Wolf of Wall Street, man. It's inspiring. <laughs> That's like, a serious note? Like, yeah. Like, I'm like that, that movie makes me want to go get that bag. Like, makes me want to chase that, that money. I wouldn't say that as a serious note. No, it's, in, it's inspiring. I mean, yeah. I could see the inspiration. Yeah, like it. it's... Let's do it. Let's go. Let's go get the bag. <laughs> like he did, you know, just it, do it. Yeah. And then got arrested and had all. Well, I wouldn't obviously, <laughs> I wouldn't obviously do all the inside trading and stuff like that's legal. You got a number three. Mm, I don't know. Uh, yes, I do. I'm a huge fan of, you know, like the superhero realm. Marvel. I love, you know, Mar I love Marvel. Um, I like DC. I don't love DC. I like DC. I love Marvel. But where DC's got me beat here, or they got to beat here, my favorite movie would probably that third would be the Batman series mm. with Christian Bale, The Dark Knight Rises, and all that. The Heath Ledger Joker. That's yeah, my yeah, third. Yeah. yeah. That's that's I've my never top seen three. Oh, what? <laughs> no, you got to watch good. it. It's so good. So good. So, do y'all love. Uh, I'll watch it on my, on my neck. Um, mine, mine probably would be, I love the Patriot with Mel Gibson. I don't know if y'all have seen that one. Fantastic movie. It's about the revolutionary war. I've seen it. It's um, good. Fantastic movie. Um, it's like three and a half hours. So you kind of got to sit down and prepare for it. Um, <laughs> and then I like, uh, the gladiator. Um, I'm big. Are you a big, big Mel action. Gibson guy? That's the gladiator. Russ, that's um, Russell. Uh, no. Gladiator's a good one. Russell Brand? No, Crow. No. No, I don't know. We fact checked all what's this. What's the actor in um, Gladiator? Gladiator? It's Russell Crowe, right? I it believe. Is I believe so. I don't know. It's my that's my dad's favorite movie. He can quote the whole movie. Um, let me look. Glad. She's doing our research for us. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, um, oh, we're waiting for it. Waiting for it. Russell Crowe. Nice, Russell Crow. okay, nice, nice. Um, and then my number three, it, it's got to be Shrek, bro. Number Shrek? one. I love Shrek. I can quote the whole movie. Mm. Shrek is fantastic. Fiona. <laughs> Lord Farquaad. Get out of my swamp. <laughs> oh, man, we like to have too much fun. That's pretty good. 
Thank right, you. We, <laughs> we got to get back on track. Yeah, we do. We, get back on we track. do. You know, I think it's it's okay to have fun though every now and then, yeah. especially yeah. on here. Oh yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, well, do you have anything else for Tori? I don't. I think you've opened up my eyes to you know the rigorous path to become a flight attendant. Um, I think it's a freaking cool job. Like, oh yeah, if. You want to go travel, you're young, you don't have your roots tied down to you, go do it. Like, 100%, if you think you're cut for the cloth to go do that job, go do it, have fun, travel, see the world. And I think, thank you for, you know, explaining this to us and letting all of our, you know, viewers and audience know, like, it's obtainable to get this kind of job and live that kind of life if you want to. Yeah, like, you don't have to go to school prior to doing it or anything like that. And, like, it is not for everyone. I will say that. We had a lot of people who finished training and then started doing flights. And they're like, whoa, this isn't for me. But if you're young if or if you ever thought of doing it, I tell everyone, apply. Just just do it. Just try. See what happens. Just do it. Yeah, just do it. Just that might have it. to be the name of the episode. Just do it. To- Tori Hughes, flight attendant. Just, just do, do it. it. Just I like do it. it. I like it. <laughs> It's been a good one, partner. I like it. Yeah. Tori, uh, we've had a blast. Thank you so much for coming on. I I personally Thank have learned guys. so much through all of this. Yeah, so. 100%. Like, I can't. I can't wait to get on my first flight and thank my first flight attendant. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to be like, what are you, what? Like, and, and another thing, this is why we do the yes, podcast. Absolutely. Um, obviously, Brian and I love it, but the whole point is for us to be able to, one, educate people, and two, get a nice laugh in. And so if I can learn something about being a flight attendant, it may not necessarily apply to me at all, but, it you know, you can learn something. inspire one of you out there. Yeah. And so... Exactly. Um, Tori, if uh, whenever we um, we follow everybody back on Instagram, um, and so we'll be following you on Instagram. So if anybody wants to get in touch with Tori or check out her social media, we'll be yes. following her on Instagram. And that is that is Rule the Number One Podcast. Um, we are on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, just about everything, everything. you can think of. Yeah. Uh, Rule Number One Podcast. It's also in the description box. Yep. Correct? Right below. Link down below. Link down below. <laughs> like yeah. this video. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Do you want to shout out your uh your YouTube page, yeah. Tori? Um, it's just Tori Evelyn, but hopefully I'll start filming more so they'll have something to watch. But yeah, Tori Evelyn on YouTube. Shout out your socials. If you want to subscribe? Yeah. Uh, social is still Tori Evelyn with two N's. Nice. So T O R. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it, but yeah. Awesome. They'll find me. We'll uh we'll definitely have to tag you in a post and uh, so y'all can check her out if you need to. Absolutely. Yes, and if anybody has any questions about flight attendant too, I love talking about it, so I will talk about it. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, thank you very much, Tori. All right, another. Thank you guys. Yeah, no problem. Another solid episode in the book, partner. Yeah, man. We look forward to uh, next week. We got a couple new big plans. Yeah, we do. We can't wait, man. We'll see y'all next week. See you, bud. Bye-bye.